Amen and amen. It's good to have uh, Mrs. Rubio's parents in from Louisiana, right? Is that where you're from? Louisiana. Amen. Appreciate it. Make sure you say hi to them. Hebrews chapter 13. Please tonight. Hebrews 13. Thank you, Brother Kidwell. Hebrews 13 tonight. Church, I'm going to be honest with you, it's one of them Sunday nights where I had a message prepared and had something ready to go and God's just been stirring all weekend. Just been stirring on some things and I've just been back and forth and saying, Lord, what, what do you want? What, do you, what, what, do you look, what, what exactly do you have for us here tonight? Because just because you prepare something in the Word of God doesn't mean that that's what God wants for that very moment. And we're about the Spirit of God in this place. And I don't mean to just be showing that thing. I want to be genuine. And so he's just stirring and stirring a little bit. And this afternoon, just confirming some things. And then even that very song that he just sang, confirming some things. And so I have you go to Hebrews chapter 13. And i got to be completely honest with you. I don't know all that God's going to do right now. But let's just ask his blessing. Amen. Lord, I need you. And uh, thank you, Lord, for the prayers of tonight already. And these men of God, these, these spiritual men that, that have prayed and, and called on you tonight, Lord, for your blessing over our church and for your spirit about our, our service tonight. But God, I, uh, Lord, I call on you now. Heavenly Father, I, I need you tonight. I want your will to be accomplished. Lord Jesus, I thank you for being our great shepherd. Lord, you've asked me to be the under-shepherd, and I pray that you would lead and guide me to do that very thing as you see fit. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence. Lord, I know you're here with us tonight, and I'm asking, Lord, that I would, I would recognize that, and I would give way to that, and I would, Lord, you would give your power tonight through the Word of God. And Lord, preach what you want, so that it's not just, that's not flesh, Lord. We don't have any time. We don't have any room for flesh. We need the Spirit of God. And I beg you for your presence and coming with your presence is power and the authority of the Word and the changing of lives. And I pray that that would happen tonight. Help us now. Convict us. Show us. Do what you want. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13. Look at verse 7, would you please? Hebrews 13. The Bible says, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Look at verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they, what? Watch for your souls. As that they may, they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Church family, I want to come to you tonight as the under shepherd, as your pastor. And I just want to, I just want to preach my heart tonight. I just want to talk to you and share my heart. I'm not going to take you to a bunch of different places in the Scripture. I just want to tell you what the Lord's been doing and what He's doing in my heart. Don't get scared. I'm not going anywhere. I, I tell you what, 
on Friday, man, I was, I was hovering off the floor. I was floating through the hallways. I just was, had a resolve because God, I mean, God just strengthened my resolve uh, that, that he's, he's still working here and he's still doing things. And uh, I'd like to just share my, share a little of my heart tonight with you and uh, just talk to you about, I've been, I've been, I've been beating around a bush just a little bit, mentioning a few things. And I would like to talk to you, church. This, this is the remnant tonight. It's church family. If there was ever a remnant, it's Super Bowl Sunday on Sunday night at church. Right? Come on, it's us. It's, it's those of us that, that believe the Word of God and, are, and are, are, have committed to following it. Amen? And um, I, I did... I didn't know exactly what God wanted, but I was, I was just in, in myself challenging a little bit, but he keeps coming back to it, and I'd just like to talk to you. God is doing great things in this place. I keep saying that, but I haven't explained it. He is doing fantastic things. Things that I didn't understand and things I couldn't comprehend, he is doing in this place. But yet, the devil is attacking He is attacking constantly. And I know that to be true, and I've preached that. But I'm telling you, I'm seeing it. Now, this week we already talked about, and I'll be be very generic here for the safety of people tonight. But we talked about Wednesday night, a missionary. A missionary that is being held captive right now. A missionary that has been kidnapped with his mother and some, and some other people. And he is being held for ransom. And he's being beaten every night. And he's not being given food or water. And he's made to drink the filth of the water of the runoff and things like that. This is not, this is not fake stuff. This is real stuff. He's doing a great work for God. This is not a man that we support. We happen to support his, if I can say it this way, his mentor, the guy that he uh, was influenced by. We support him. And uh, I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. But I know this particular man. Uh, I've met him. I've sh- shaken his hand. And uh, somewhere, some right now, he's been held. And he's being beaten every night. If you don't think the devil is working... Is he is. See, the Bible says in Revelation uh, chapter 12 that he's come down with great wrath because he knows his time is short. See, the devil knows the end of the Bible just like we do. He knows what's coming. He knows his end. Amen? And so do we. Revelation chapter 20 says he'll be cast into that lake of fire once and for all. Praise God. Yeah, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus, as John prayed there at the end of Revelation. The attacks are real, and they're ramping up. Why? I don't know why, but just this afternoon, there's a few of you that know it. Just this afternoon, somebody impersonated me and sent an email to all our staff trying to deceive our staff into thinking that I was trying to give out money and different things and trying to get things and, and get people's information just this afternoon. You don't think the devil's working? Just this afternoon, 
impersonating me. I mean, it had my name spelled exactly right. Wasn't, wasn't from me, obviously. I had to warn my staff about it. Just this week, and I have permission to talk about this, just this week, some men and I of this church fought the devil. And I don't mean that, I don't mean that in such a generic way. I mean face to face we fought the demons this week. And there was a real life in the name of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit kind of meeting, casting demons out this week on two occasions. And I don't say that to scare you. I say that to let you know that the devil is real and he's attacking. This thing looked me in the face and challenged my authority as the pastor and it challenged what I had to preach. Right to my face. And then it laughed at me. And I'm telling you that tonight to be serious with you, to know your enemy and know what you're facing. Because he's ready to destroy. He wants to take your family and destroy your family. He wants to eat you up. He wants to spit you back out and leave you for dead. He would love it if somebody in here would get so depressed and take their own life. Because then that means you wouldn't do anything more for God. That's not of God. That's of the devil. He's about destruction. He's about taking lives. And He's real and He's powerful and He's more powerful than me and you. I appreciate the men of this church. I'm going to just say that again. I appreciate our deacons. I appreciate our staff and other men that have gotten behind me and backed me and been men of prayer and men of faith and saying, I'm I'm going to pray with you, preacher, and I've got you on this. I had men fasting this week to handle those things. I mean, dedicated to handling those things, where it was planned ahead and fasted and praying over these things to take care of business in the power of the Holy Spirit. And God gave victory this week. I'm talking about stuff I can't even comprehend and things I have a hard time explaining to you. I saw this week. Praise God for it. God is working. Now, this doesn't... This doesn't scare me because when I think about it, I think about where did we see great attacks of the devil in Scripture? Well, you see the most demonic possession and things like that around the time of Christ when Christ was on earth and doing great things. When He was working miracles and when when He was saving lives and when He was ramping up for the cross, we see great spiritual warfare in the Scripture. And when I keep telling you we're on the verge of something great here at Shenandoah, I'm telling you because I'm facing it and I'm seeing this stuff every single day. And the devil is real and he's, he's getting nasty and he's getting fired up because he knows his time is short. We are on the verge of revival, Shenandoah. You need to believe it. You need to beg God for it. We don't have time to, to mess around. We don't have time to waste. Just this week, just this week, there's buzz going around the church and around the internet and around people of our like faith. Where men of God are meeting and having a conference and they're showing people and leading people how to come away from the King James Version. Right now. On Friday I dealt with that. 
And people coming to me and saying, Pre- Preacher, you know about this? Hey, what are we going to do about this? And people are talking about this. And it's men that I've sat under and heard preach. And they're leading their church to say how to come, a- come, a- come against, uh, come away from this blessed old book that I hold in my hand. We don't, listen here, my, again, I'm just preaching from my heart tonight. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we don't have time to mess with the only weapon we have. The Bible calls itself a sword. It's, a, it's sharper than any two-edged sword able to divide us under the soul and spirit. Ain't no weapon on earth able to do that. My Bible can do that. And I'm telling you, I was quoting it this week, calling on the name in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you what, and it worked. Because my God is real. And the word of God is true and powerful. And if you don't believe me, you ask any one of the deacons. Because they saw it too. Praise God for it. God working in this place. We don't have time to change and mess around. I'm telling you what, I have a greater resolve this week. We've got folks that are trying to go soft and trying to go left and trying to go this way. Would you turn in your Bibles real quick with me? I just am thinking of a verse in Proverbs right now. Proverbs chapter 24, please. Go over here, please, if you would. Proverbs chapter 24, please. Guys, if you need a title for this message... It don't change, don't change, don't change. That's the message right there. Okay, don't change, don't change, don't change. You want to say it with me? Here we go. Don't change, don't change, don't change. Dig your heels in to the word of truth right here and don't change. Refuse. Bible says you resist the devil and he will flee from you. We don't have time to muddy the waters. You understand that's what they want to do. They want to take a little bit of this and a little bit of this and, and this manuscript over here and this thing from over here and this historical book and they want to put it together and call that the Bible. That's muddy in the waters. You know what the devil's doing? He's trying to weaken the Word of God and weaken what you have so that he can have victory. Look at chapter 24, Proverbs, please, and verse number 21. The Bible says, this is Solomon here. He's talking to his son. My son, look what he says. Fear thou the Lord and the King. He says, listen to what God's saying and hear what I'm trying to teach you. So if tonight, if I can say that, let's, let's see what God has to say. And I'm asking you to heed, heed my warning as your shepherd, as your pastor tonight. And look what the Word of God says. My son, fear thou the Lord and the King and meddle not with them that are given to change. Meddle not. Meddle not. I'm telling you, I wish I could explain it more. We don't have time to go soft, folks. We don't have time to set it aside and say, well, maybe, and this and that, and get all weak. We don't have time for that. The devil's going to eat up the weak. And we're going to stay strong, and we're going to keep standing, and we're going to keep fighting, because that's who this, this, is, this is who we are. For a long time, for decades, this Bible has been preached in this pulpit and it's going to keep going. And it's going to continue. If I ever try to change it, you kick me out of here. You believe that? I'm telling you to do it. Why? Because it's real and it's true and we need it more and more and more. Don't change. 
I just can't fathom these guys that once ran and said they were one of us and all this, and they're trying to, literally, it's, it's like a, well, I forget the word they use now, some kind of conference in the idea of a reformation to all the things that we do. Well, do what? My God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't need to change nothing. Praise God if it's based on Scripture. Now, my flesh can get involved and I can mess something up and I've got to change my flesh to, to match the Word. But I ain't changing the Word. We don't change the church. The, what's, I think it's, is it 1 Timothy or 2? I think it's 2 Timothy. The church calls the church the, ground, the pillar and ground of truth. This world needs the church. Needs the church to keep preaching the Word of God. And we need it. I enjoy a, a good football game. I don't really watch football, but I enjoy a good game every once in a while. I maybe wouldn't mind seeing a play or two. But I'm going to tell you what, after this week, I don't have time to, to set church aside and watch some uh, big-headed fellow on the, on the ball field. You understand what I'm saying? I, I don't mind maybe watching it later. I'm saying I'm, never, I'm not going to let that get in place of what God's doing. Because I don't got time for that. And I keep saying that, but I mean that for real. I don't have time for that. And the things that I've seen this week, the devil is attacking and he's going he's gonna to do something unless we stand and fight. Don't change. Don't change. Don't change. For your family's sake. For your children's sake. For this church's sake. Where do we leave this place if we change and go soft and muddy down the waters? We leave people to die and go to hell. You know why? Because as soon as we start changing the Word of God, we start going after what we feel. Because we don't have a ground. We don't have truth anymore. And we start following whatever our heart feels. And the next thing you know it, next Sunday, nobody feels like getting up and starting the buses. And then a bunch of kids don't come to church. A bunch of families don't come to church to hear the preaching of the Word of God. And we change things. Well, you know, why do we have to be in service for an hour and 15, hour and 30 minutes? Maybe we could just cut it in half and everything be fine. So let's cut out the music. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are we doing? We're chasing after what we feel like. Don't change. Don't change. I'm asking you, church, tonight to have a greater resolve tonight. To say, I'm not going to let my family change. I'm not going to let my home change. I'm not going to let my church change. And I'm going to keep doing what I know to be right. Because the devil wants to destroy you. And if he can take out your feet, the ground that you stand on, then he's going to get you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Let's bow together. Lord, help us tonight, please. Thank you for your message and what you have for us tonight. Lord, I thank you so, so much for what you're doing in this place. Lord, the altar is open. And I, I'm, Lord, I, I know that we need to use it tonight. God, because I know I need not change. I better not change. I shouldn't change. I need to stand on the firm foundation that you have given me. Yourself, Lord Jesus, and your word. God, you're the living word. You've given me the written word. And I need to stand on it and not change. God, help me to resist the devil 
even yet tonight. Help me to resist the devil this week. Help me, Lord, to quote the Scriptures that I know to be true and face the devil and tell him to get out of here because we don't have time for that stuff. God, help me tonight to be the pastor I need to be. Lord, to be the daddy and the husband I need to be to protect my home. Lord, to be the shepherd I need to be to protect the flock, to watch for these things. God, help us, please. Thank you, God. Thank you so much for the victories that you've given this week, for the souls saved and the, and the demons gone, and the Lord, the, these victories that you've given. Thank you for what you're doing. And God, I pray that if we have this invitation, Lord, our people would come meet with you and have, resolve, be resolved, determined not to change, not to give up on the truth, not to give in to the enemy, not to give them a, even an inch of ground. Help us now tonight, please. Thank you, Lord, for this invitation. The Apana plays, would you come? Stand with me, please, church. Stand tonight, would you come? Would you come?